Hi, I'm Amy, and I'm here with Layla. And if you've been looking for support, assistance, and clarity on stepping into your life path and understanding your energy and spiritual gifts, we are here to invite you to our online community, SoulWise LA. Yes, and we are so excited to have you join us um, because we are really looking to create a community of people of like-minded souls, people who are wanting to connect into their soul frequency, their intuition, connect with their guides, but also just learn how to balance their energy. How can you feel connected to your physical body while connecting to soul spirit energy as well? And so we're going to be doing that with monthly masterclasses, Q&A coaching calls, energy healing and transmissions, and then so much more to support you. Me and Amy together have a combined 25 years of experience working with thousands of different clients. And so we know the steps that we utilize to connect into our intuition and what has worked for other people. So join us in SoulWise LA membership. If you're wanting a community where you can feel nourished, taken care of, and connect into your soul. Yes, visit soulwisela.com for founder pricing and special bonuses and to get started today. Glad that you were able to get rid of all that was lingering and attached to me because let me tell you, I've worked with other healers and one of the things that sets you apart is that you're professional, but you're human and I believe that you treat all of the people you see, all your clients as you give them the respect that they deserve as being human. And you come in as your true self, not as like, I am this professional and I am higher than you, you know, not like discrediting other therapists and um, those that I have worked with. I'm not going to name any names, but they didn't get to the root of my, of what is going on when I would, you know, come in in a dark place, you know, dark night of the soul, everything that um, you can think of. And I'm like, why is there this attraction? Why is this happening? Why are the numbers there? Why are my, both of my kids, you know, let alone one, I have two. And they're just like, oh, because you have like lives together and it's just muddy and you don't want to get into it. But you went in in such a loving and caring place, like, oh no, <laughs> let's put an end to this now and let's clear out what needs to be clear. Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast, where we speak about all things related to spirituality, soul level healing, intuitive guidance, frequencies, and much more. I'm Amy Sikarski, licensed vocational nurse, past life hypnotherapist, master intuitive energy healer, and a clairvoyant physical channel. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Spirit School Online, where we offer courses in energy therapy, free guided meditations, courses and information around learning to connect in with your spirit guides, and much more. You can find me at amysikarski.com and offerings at spiritschoolonline.com. Hi everyone, this is Amy. Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. 
Today is going to be an awesome episode. And before I share any more, I want to welcome Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Thanks for coming back to the podcast. (laughs) Thank you for having me again, Amy. (laughs) You're welcome. So if you're a big time follower of the podcast, you might say, wait a minute again and coming back on. Yeah, (laughs) we, we had an awesome session and then it didn't save. So, uh, we were able to record my backup of my vocals. So I'm so grateful. Jenny got her full reading. However, we're missing her response. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a lot of responses. I was just going to say, you had a lot to share and it was just like every time I was like, oh, wow. Oh my gosh. So this has been one of my favorite readings. And even today connecting again, it's like, oh, I just feel that our energy is so in sync. Um, And so I'm really happy to flow into the conversation for the listeners. Yeah. I think what we'll do is um, we'll chat about it and then you guys, I will piece in the reading so you can hear what we're talking about. Um, So I'll probably, I remember Jenny, I remember exactly how it started. (laughs) Yes. So yeah. (laughs) And in a way, this is also good because it allowed me time to not just process, but to think, oh, okay. Now I know why this may have come up or this to give a little more um, depth and background behind, you know, a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll just go with the flow of, I guess, the try our best to go in the chronological order of, of the way. So it's not discombobulated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, keep us on track. Cause you know, it, it's when we talk about working in the quantum, then reviewing a session with so many aspects, it's like, okay, wait, but we didn't share that part yet. So we will try and stay very much in linear fashion, everyone. Um, So I remember when we started, it was so nice. We were connecting and talking and meeting each other for the first time, by the way. And as I was connecting in, I have a very specific way in how I do readings and open my space. So we grounded and centered, and then we put the light around and called in, you know, the guides, like all of my process. But before the archangels really took that extra step forward, so I could feel them in the room on the outer part of my aura. And then they usually come in closer and start talking and delivering messages. Before that happened, there was an energy that came and stood behind me. The back of my crown chakra started tingling. And I was kind of like in the, in, you know, the background, like, oh, what's happening? I hadn't mentioned it yet. I was like, this is different. So then we started the session and I'm like, okay, we got to figure out what's going on here. And this energy, um, I saw it. I was like, okay, you stand in front of me, mister. It was like male energy. I'm like, you don't stand behind me. That's a no, no. Uh, (laughs) So he was like standing in front of me and he looked like Merlin, the magician. And I shared that with you. And I almost fell out of my seat when you said Merlin, because I, afterwards I remembered the week prior, I was going through uh, the Jungian archetypes for my class. So for mm-hmm. listeners, I'm finishing my master's degree in psychology. And the prompt was, which archetype do I identify the most with? I put the magician. I was like, heck yeah, I'm, I'm the magician. I've always had such a resonance with Merlin. And so when you said, it looks like Merlin, I, I wish we, we had the, 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 vi- the visual still because I'm like, <laughs> 
Like, did she really just say that? I had, I have chills right now thinking about it because like, wait, what, what? I literally just said that I identify with that last week and mm-hmm. with, you know, um, uh, what is it? Like it said, when we have an affinity for something, there's a reason why we are drawn to certain things. Yes. Yes. And your response being so like blown away and positive. And then I was like, okay, So my response as a therapist, I'm like, but he came in the wrong way. (laughs) And I think I shared that with you. I'm like, there's something off though. You know, there's something off. Mm -hmm. So yeah, looking at it further, we were able to identify exactly who this being was and why he was here. Mm -hmm. You definitely got that it was an imposter Merlin, um, but he was he was coming in as like a trickster spirit, like a a jester from, uh, you said there was like a lot of King energy and uh, a court. And so oddly enough, because you had mentioned an ascended master came in and I'm like, okay, I've worked with two ascended masters in the past. First one that came to mind was St. Germain. However, um, in my little book of referencing, it says for El Moria, I don't, I hope I'm not butchering the name, but it says that in one of his incarnations as King Arthur, he summoned the Knights of the Round Table and the ladies of the Court of Camelot to quest the Holy Grail to attain through initiation, the inner mysteries of Christ. And then it goes further to say, he then came back twice to play the role of defender of the faith and challenger of King Henry who was twice born as King Henry the second and the eighth. And I'm like, wait a minute, (laughs) because when you kept saying that you were getting King energy, I'm like, well, I was totally obsessed with the show, the Tudors, not just because the actor I think is like one of the hottest guys in the world, but I've just always had such a connection with, I am the biggest history buff when it comes to the Tudor era. At least I think I am. Mm -hmm. And, um, So it like connecting those dots. I'm like, okay, which ascended master was this that came in? Because I was saying, oh, maybe St. Germain, because I'm more connected with that. But this kind of makes sense. However, when I go to St. Germain, it said that he was Merlin in the fifth and sixth century. So I don't know. It's just all, you know, connect the dots. (laughs) Yeah. It's all there. So that was right, that there was a lot of king energy. And I'm recalling now that it was very high frequency. So I'm, I was saying, well, this doesn't feel like archangel energy, but king for sure. I kept getting king, king, king. And, um, and so I was feeling like maybe ascended master energy. That's the closest thing I could relate it to. But when you were sharing this, I just got full body chills, full body chills. So here we go, everyone. This is how the session <laughs> begins. <laughs> wow. I'm feeling the energy right now. Like, yeah. So we're, it's like, boom, we're ready to go. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So, oh, this is fun. Okay. Hold on one moment. Cause I feel a vibe of like a guide coming in. And I think it's one of your guides, but let me just do my typical, like how I set my space with my energy and team. So one moment. Okay. We have for the archangels today, Michael, 
Raguel and Raphael, Sandolphin, Jeremiel, and there is the energy here. I might say it wrong. I don't know if I've got his full name. This is like a, it's a king. It's an ascended master kind of energy, king from another reality or realm um, that's here, uh, really holding the space, like a lot of that grounded, sure, masculine, divine, beautiful energy where you feel safe. So um, it's fascinating. It's always fascinating how sessions start. <laughs> oh, so it's so pretty, but there's an energy I'm trying to figure out a little bit because he came in in an interesting way. So one moment here, I think this is a guide or related to a past life. So let me, yeah, this will probably be the longest pause I ever take on the podcast. <laughs> I got to figure this out. Yeah. So one moment here. Okay. So this is what I call a trickster spirit. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I guess it's fine to share cause all trickster spirits have their way of it. But, um, for those who are like working in this world of energies and tuning in, I always have a set way of how my team comes in and we'll just say this one came in different and he came in out of turn. And that's how I knew I was like, wait a minute, but it's meant to be. They let him show like, like, okay, just come on in, announce yourself. She's going to see it. Yeah, this is, was really, it's intriguing for sure. So he, this is an energy from a past life. So, um, you had some energies where you were like really there for your community. You have multiple past lives. The King energy kept coming in. So, um, this energy that came in today looked like a magician, like Merlin or something with a staff and a crystal ball. There are all kinds of spirits that can say they're an angel or a guide or a being of our history that really they're not that person. So, um, yeah, yeah. So let me, um, but let me see what's going on here. So let me share with you. You did have a lifetime where you were like in a king's court and I kept feeling that king majestic energy, like right from the beginning. So I'm watching this. And as I was tuning into this energy, I heard all these names of different Kings flashing through my mind and I think it was just confirming, you know, there is an energy here of royalty and taking care of the community. So whether you were the King or you were close to the King and you were in the Royal court, that's what I'm getting. So there's this um, energy here that is the magician or the jester of it. Right. And it's, it's a frequency because I feel like he was a trickster in that realm too. Like he would play jokes and stuff, but there was a sneaky part underneath where really, you know, people joke, there's really a truth to it. So really it was like, how much do I trust you? So it was this energy in this relationship of, I really adore you. You're funny. I like this being, but then I feel like you maybe always had an unsettled feeling like something could go funny. And just the way he came in right now, I'm like, why are, why did he come in the way he did? And why are we highlighting this? So I'm really fascinated to see how it unfolds. What else is going to come through? Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you share that you've always had this attraction to, yeah. So that's a past life connection. 
I got chills when you said that. Let me tune in. Mm-hmm. Ooh, girl. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I am chilled. Like, whoa. So the more I connect in, the chills just got stronger and stronger. So absolutely, yes. And they say that was a strong one for you. You actually saw a lot of betrayal in that life. I don't know what's historical. I should know all my history, but you know, I observe things and I let it go. That's how I have to be as a channel. <laughs> so I don't always maintain all the information. However, I will say that um, probably you could identify this in the history books, but there was probably stuff behind the scenes just in our reality that doesn't get documented. So there was a lot of betrayal in that life that you observed. I'm not getting right now. They're not showing me what you experienced. We'll probably flow into that. But you were very aware. Like I see you and you're like, oh no, I, I see what you're doing. Like you were very observant of the dynamics and how society was and how to like hold yourself and stay safe. Um, and who like who was really on your team and who was just, you know, playing an act. So yeah, you had a life there <laughs> for sure. Um, and I feel you were close to the courts as well. Like I see you dressed in more elegant clothing. It's really fascinating. I'm like right at the beginning, all these archangels come in and there's a king. And then you've got this uh, being Merlin energy. So, you know, I don't think this is the real Merlin. And that's what I felt originally because the real one wouldn't come in the way this one came in. So I'm feeling like it's the character, you know, the magician role, the jester, that role. I mean, I'm pretty sure, but let me just move some energy for myself here to get clarity. So one moment, this is just how I'm setting up my space with who's here. <laughs> I'm like laughing so much because when you go into meditation, you connect in and you see what happens. And I saw my energy pushing this one really far away. And like if the real Merlin were here, he'd be right here in front of me. Um, and so that's a space I'm just going to keep open if he comes in later. But this one was the trickster spirit and the energy pushed him all the way. I laughed because it kept pushing him back. And I heard, you get to sit in the back corner, <laughs> like you're in trouble, <laughs> but he's happy too. Like he's smiling. So everything at a high level of the soul, we have family, we have friends. And I think that might be why you were like, I, there's something with this guy in that life. You're like, there's something with this guy I really, really connect with. And it could have been that soul level connection. Like this could be a soulmate you had or a best friend, but in that life, this is how you knew each other. So he is like, I'm fine. I'll stay here. I came in a certain way to deliver a message. And one of the strong things that you have as a gift and what will be presented to itself again and again and again in not a harsh way. They're like saying they don't want this to scare you at all. Yeah. But how to see people's true colors, right? How to see that. So whether they have a role they're playing with the public or a position they're playing in your life, you can see their true colors. So this guy was a jester or a Merlin magician, that energy in that court, in that life. You saw him in a unique way that nobody else saw him. You appreciated all of his 
skills as a human, you were like really fascinated by them as a soul. Like when you sat with things, you're like, but there's something deeper. You always felt that you knew him. And he's saying, yes, you were really close. Like I even feel like it could have been, you guys were like, um, partners, like twin flame people call it or soulmates in other lives. So yeah, that also might also be like why you love Merlin, right? Because in that life, this person, this soul that you're connected to through many different um, lifetimes in the roles, so characters and plays, that's how the guides talk about it. Like you're in this play and you're this character. Um, he played a lot of different characters for you, but you knew it. You're like, I know you, um, even though he was in his role and you were in your role. So yeah, so there's so much coming through already, confirmation and letting you know that you see people for who they are doesn't matter what outfit they're wearing, color of skin, how old they are, like the language that they speak, like you can really see people and you'll connect with them at a soul level. So you see through the shimmer and the facade and all of that. And, and you're like, you started talking about how I would see through the, the shimmer and the facade and I would see through um with going back to this jester and i had to google i'm like okay well, what was it about jesters like what um why would it, were they in a different level within society and uh you know if google is the all-seeing all-knowing <laughs> said that uh typically they were individuals that had um cognitive disabilities oh and okay. yeah and i'm like okay and so that's why they would be like, okay, so your role is going to be the jester. And, you know, but again, like who knows how accurate history is. Right. Um, so it, you were saying that I was seeing beyond that and I was seeing more of like the purity and the pureness of his heart and everything. And so then I, I that's when I talked about, well, that is how I am. I just didn't know how to phrase it or look at it because I have individuals in my life where I feel like they're almost afraid to talk to me because they know almost intuitively, this is just how I feel that I see beyond their facade, like, okay, you're cute. Yeah. You, you have all this and you have all your riches, mm -hmm. but I see beyond that. I see who you are at your core, but I will never, ever call that out or I will never draw, bring attention to that, you know? Um, so in a way, I feel like for some people, it almost like alienates me you know mm -hmm. <laughs> I would never do like I would never call anybody out it's more of like I see the good and I see you know when others tell me no this person is this way I'm like no they're not I see beyond that and I see the hurts and the you know what mm -hmm. happened why are they like that and so that's what you had um you had talked about and you had said that you were getting that the, um, I keep wanting to say the jouster, the jester energy was linked to a past life, multiple past lives, like twin flame, soulmate in, in these different lives. I'm somewhat familiar with the twin flame idea. Um, I feel like it's very romanticized mm -hmm. if you Google and I'm like, ugh, God. Um, yeah. It definitely is a very difficult, challenging journey and um that's what you were getting in and then I loved when you were like okay so the angels are now just like making him sit in the back like okay you had your time now 
go into the back corner <laughs> to the back corner you go <laughs> you know like a child a little toddler like okay you had your moment now please yeah yeah go back. <laughs> for sure yeah there's so much to talk about here already so the twin flame thing if anybody's been known like following me since the beginning when I was on social I've never resonated with it at all and so the vision that I got it was I was like um interesting because I saw two like fiery lights and so the word twin flame I was like well huh okay or and then I went to say soulmate energy because I feel like like you're saying it's been romanticized and distorted I think and um when it first, it was on the scenes, like really hot in 2018, all over social 2018, 2019, everywhere. People just kept talking about it. Um, but in my experience and other healers that I had, we had seen the heavier side of it where people had gotten so upset about it. You know, they really put their whole life to one person and it didn't work out that they were actually committing suicide. Like we know people who did. And I was like, this is not healthy. There's some kind of something off with this whole idea, you know? And I think it puts people into a space of disempowerment where we have to feel that I'm only worth anything if I'm with this one other person. Mm-hmm. You know, we really should be able to feel the light of who we are. And, and like, I, I've been married 23 years almost. And I adore my husband. I love him to death. Like I would do lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. But I also know I've had other lifetimes with other partners and I probably will in the future. And he will too. Like, it's hard for my human self to think that, like, I don't even want to think that, (laughs) but you know, I go with this notion of like soul family, soul mate. We, we love to work together. Our energy really vibes. If I were to think that he was the only one for eternity, Mm-hmm. And every lifetime, and it wasn't going to work out. That could be really um, damaging. You know, it could be very harmful. Yeah. yeah very miserable sounding, just living mm-hmm. in misery. And so, for um, the listeners, <clears throat> as we were going into this, it came up where I already knew the moment that you said, um, like a magician, um, a jester, you know, like the, all the characteristics. This individual, whenever I use the tarot, always, not always, but most of the time comes up with the magician card. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for the sake of, um, you know, keeping confidentiality on identities, so many things were tying in. I already knew the moment that you said it, I knew exactly who you were talking about. And it was confirmed with when I asked, you know, is this tied to my, I have two children, 11 years apart, both born on the same birthday which is the same birthday as this individual. And there's more synchronicities beyond that, you know, same names within the family linked to same names on my in-law side. And so it really helped me realize we have all of these signs, these synchronicities, because it's to draw our attention to it. And that's exactly what came in. We need this attention to put here because it was impacting my life, not in the best way, mm-hmm. but it helped me to realize, oh, this is stuff that I need to clear. There's a lot of energy that is not <laughs> the best energy. And so going back with all of this being so romanticized, it's also, I think, kind of not giving the proper um, acknowledgement that it has a little more of a, I don't want to say darker side, but it has a little more of a challenging aspect to it. And I, 
Um, it, it, it was just amazing how, how everything just like came out, you know, like, oh my yeah. God, I already know who this person is. And I already know everything that you're, you were just confirmation beyond confirmation for me. And um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and all of that came through right at the beginning. And I feel like it really set the scene for what was to unfold. So first we got the Merlin energy and then the King energy. And of course all the archangels came in. Then they excused him to go sit in the corner. Like, yeah, you had your chance or you had, I felt like they let him come through and do what he wanted to do to say he's here. And that's how he decided to do it. But it actually helped. I think, you know, it's all designed and planned. So as the reader, I knew something's off here, right? Um, just based on how I work. And then we were flowing into the session. Um, and it was so fun because things would just pop in and later it all made sense how it tied into it. Yes, but there's a kind of a resistance. I don't know what that is. So maybe we'll figure it out. But I'm clearly hearing, yes, they're in your life now. Okay, so let's see where else they want to go with this. I'm just loving how it's automatic. Like, boom, we just open this connection and we're flowing. Okay, so here we go. Yeah, they just show me a lot of your energy sparkling through. There's a lot of joy. I see um, an orange cat. So I'm, I'm. do you have an orange cat? You do. <laughs> so how did you feel after we got started and <laughs> the gesture is here and we started going into um, your past life in a court but also a cat came in. So I don't know where we are with it. What do you have? Oh yeah. So, okay. So with that, another, <laughs> where I really got to process and think about it because, okay, everybody got three cats. I am the crazy cat lady on my block. And the orange cat is my cat, Eddie, who I got at the cemetery right after my dad passed. He just poof manifested out of nowhere. And my husband, my my son, I didn't have my daughter at the time. We're like, where did this cat come from? And why is he here? Like none of us saw him. So me being the crazy cat lady that I am, I brought him home from the cemetery and named him after my dad. But what I didn't remember in our, as you were telling me, this was the night before my daughter was watching Puss in Boots. I don't know if it was the first one. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Shrek. And Puss in Boots gets, you know, grotesquely overweight and he's wearing like a pink collar. And I said, oh, my God, that's all of my cats in one because we have the orange cat. And then we have my other cat who's very healthy and, you know, well endowed. And then we have my other male cat that has a pink collar. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. It's like literally, you know, the personification <laughs> of all three of our cats and that was the night before. So I'm like, okay, when you said they're here to bring me joy, I didn't get any of them. They chose me. They mm. either just appeared in front of my door or I like happened to be called to look out the window and I see a, a little kitten chasing a butterfly, you know? And I'm like, they were sent to me because they do bring me joy. They, they are very, I swear they're therapeutic. Yeah. They call me. And <laughs> so when you said orange cat, I'm like, oh, it's Eddie. But then I'm like, wait a minute. The night before that orange cat on the in the movie was 
I saw it as like all of my cats because it had all, you know, characteristics of all three. So I think for you seeing it, it literally was just an embodiment of, you know, all of them being sent to me. And I'm sure for everybody, you know, who has a deep connection with their, with a pet or their Mm -hmm. pets, you know, it's probably as confirmation that they are sent to us or they come to us, you know, consciously in some form or fashion. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I fully agree. Um, I am trying to think all of our animals found us in a really roundabout way. I would get a message to check out a rescue page. That's how we got one of our dogs. Um, Only one time was I looking for a pet where I actually went on and got him from a family that we had a lot of things in common too, and they just couldn't keep him. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel that. And most recently, little Onyx has showed up at my house. We did a little podcast. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes, but we did a podcast in the spring. No, I was was in the fall. I had a podcast um, with Rochelle. And again, we were trying to have her do animal communication with my dog. And Onyx walked into the camera and Rochelle stopped and she was like, wait a minute, let me look at this cat. There's something like mystical about him. And the whole thing was how he found me and he sensed my energy. She didn't know what I did at that time. And I told her, yeah, he sits outside my window. I do readings all day, (laughs) you know, like he could sense it. So I just want to share, because I think it's interesting exactly how you are having this like realization. I recently went through that too. Like, oh, he literally, I don't know where he came from. You know, he's considered a feral or neighborhood kitty but Mm -hmm. I take care of him now. And now he lets me pet him. It's like a whole thing. It's a whole journey, Mm -hmm. but I think they are, they, they are here for us. They find us for healing Mm -hmm. and yours are bringing you so much joy. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, they do. (laughs) They really do. (laughs) What I'm trying to read. I'm like, what is this? And I just kept watching and I just kept seeing, light like joy and I want to leap and cat like I I just kept seeing orange cat so yeah so well interesting why are they bringing him in let's see one moment he helps you he helps you to heal he helps you to bring you to a different realm where it was lighthearted and play lift your spirits at a time well it makes sense now like at a time of grief to lift your spirits so yeah (laughs) yeah he's here to bring you laughter and joy and what's interesting is i just saw the jester dancing so (laughs) right so so laughter and joy is so important and that's how it all started out so you have a strong gift this shows up in your life for a reason and even in those heavy lifetimes where you were part of the king's court it was like you brought so much magic of your own soul light. Not the kind of magic of card tricks and, you know, performing for people, but the magic of life, of um, happiness, like helping to clear the thickness of the air with the energy that of just who you are, really, and what you share with others. So this is a part of your um, soul mission, but it's not like it's going to be hard for you. It's like, this is who I am. Oh, you need me here? Okay, cool. I'll go. I'll explore, I'll see, and just all of this enjoyment of life springs up around you. You're such a blessing to everyone. And they're saying those who are finding themselves in a heavy situation, like a sticky situation, you're that's why you're here. So you're on your right path for sure. 
they're showing me you're going to make a couple of adjustments, um, like maybe starting like around eight months out. It's looking really good. So you will be helping people out of heavy places and that's just who you are. And now in this moment of this life, you're finding different skill sets to tools to be able to share that gift with others. So it will continue on and on and on. It's going to be beautiful. You're, you're really going to feel fulfilled in the work that you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it looks so pretty. I keep seeing a vision like over and over. So let's look at this. This is the, um, who did you say at the beginning? King Henry? Yeah, this is that life. You're in... Yeah, I don't have the words right now. Let me, I'm just still watching. You're in the space where the royal royals were living. So you, I'm watching. You lived there from time to time. And then you would leave and go to like your own place and come back. So you had a place where you could stay. Um, I'm hearing the word extended family. Okay. And I see you as a female and you're talking to all the other females and you held a space, like the role and position you had was important. And I'm not talking about a title that could be, they're not even showing me that they're showing me the light that you hold. Many of the women were, um, new to life and others were very observant as well, but would get worried because y'all were so smart. You knew what was happening in the political part of it and the dynamics and the dangerous moments. And you held it. You were really like strong where you were holding a calming energy and breaking the ice with laughter. And the women would come around you. They would come around you, but you only like your closest friends or family companions, the women were the ones that were also holding themselves to a higher standards to be there for others as well. There was like three total and then a fourth that was really close to that inner circle. And then you had the other women of the court around. And so um, there was no label to you. It wasn't official, but they would naturally be drawn over to you because you could, you could feel them. Like, as you mentioned, you could see through the facade. So if somebody was trying to put a smile on their face, but they wanted to break down crying they just felt like they could go by you. And like you said earlier, you wouldn't call them out. You didn't have to announce anything. You just look at them, give a little smile, send a love hug, you know, like send the energy, hold a space. And it, and it was your magic. So you're so gifted and talented in helping others. And here it's coming through in this life again. They're saying, and it will again and again and again. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Yeah. You were really like uh, refined and respected. So when you would have your different way, like we all do, when you were around the men, it was really, you know, proper. And like you, you held yourself up really high and, you know, act like a proper woman. And then <laughs> when the women were together, you let down a little bit like that rigidness and, and it was a soft, warm motherly friend sister energy so um if you find that female energy sisterhood you know that is important to you it would make a lot of sense they're also saying you'll have some lifetimes where you need a break you will have lifetimes where you're a loner basically like 
you do you do the work and then when you're not working you're like okay my own time so whatever life this is is that this life yeah and it's good that you know that like when the seasons happen and if it's this whole life so be it right but you know that you can read your energy levels and you can sense because you are doing so much so in the time that you spend with others you are doing a lot um they're also talking about like in the past, in that life, you were taken care of financially, you know, and in this life we have other responsibilities. So it's like you are helping people with not a monetary exchange with the gifts that you gave. But if you move flow like into this life or other ones where you're sharing that for the monetary exchange, then when you're not in that professional space with clients, like you need your time to reconvene and reset and you had that in the other life as well. You had your evenings actually. And often a lot of the early morning times was just you or maybe one or two other women with you. But you didn't talk a lot. Like, yeah. So in those. But then when the groups got together, you all would talk. So so let me see what else. And I feel like we will do energy work. But this was really important to connect dots for you. So um because it's not like, oh, we're going to give you this information and you close a book and it's all sealed and done. This information is to help you for now and moving forward to better understand your skill set and where you come from and to trust your intuition and instincts because you have been in high profile places and spaces and you've learned from that and you've, um, you're able to do that, right? So they're saying if things come up in this life that make you nervous it's like go within and breathe and feel that strength from these other times and spaces and you can access that empowerment to help you feel confident and sure and there's there's this um, part of that wisdom and clarity that you have for discernment and going back there showing me, going back to the beginning when um, your jester friend came in pretending to be Merlin, which I was like, what's happening? Um, <laughs> like you could see his heart and soul as we we're talking about earlier. And that's kind of the same way now I'm moving forward. Somebody might come to you and maybe normal society would see them in a certain way. And you're like, oh, I'm not even concerned about any of that. You're like, we're talking about your emotional, mental health, your soul level healing how are you doing? You know, you talk right to the soul. And so that's a beautiful quality that you have. Because the gesture just kept coming up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he did. And there was a, there was a status thing where the energy between the two was almost like it wasn't appropriate to communicate. Yes. With them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been a pattern. And in my own past life work, where I've seen past lives with this individual, it's always a barrier. It's always, you know, some oh. reason why we can't communicate, um, being sent off to wars or enslavement. And even in this lifetime, you know, because we were so close in childhood and, and then we grew apart and, but we always had that connection still and that sense of um, there will be a time when it's appropriate but right now it's not appropriate. <clears throat> and I have been with my, my spouse, my husband for 21 years, going on 21 years. 
And so when this other person did emerge in my life a few years ago, you know, things got so muddied and, and tricky because it's like, it brings back all of those. I think all that you helped me realize I was holding on to a lot of stored emotions that I've been carrying, like the mm-hmm. longingness and the, um, the sorrow. And so that has been amplified, like, wow. you know, but going back and listening to the audio has been so beneficial because you mentioned just like any habit. And this is something that I didn't have in my awareness that I now have moving forward. So I can help other people in the knowing that our thought patterns, our emotions, our feelings can become ingrained at like a cellular level. And I forgot how you phrased it so much more scientifically and better than I am. Um, but it, like a habit, it takes time to be released, to be cleared. And so I'm like in the thick of it right now with everything being amplified, but re-listening to you. And I'm like, okay, this is how we get through things. And this is how we break habits. You know, I think we can think of habits more as like physical behavior, like cigarette smoking, nail biting. But I didn't realize that no, our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions are all habits that we create that can stem from past lives. And thanks to you, we can release those. And then we just got to process through it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, wow. And it feels like it, you know, it's sounding that it is coming up for a release. It was like, it was almost like this needs to happen because now that you're sharing lifetime after lifetime, some kind of a pattern. And as I look back at it, which listeners will get to hear more of the story later on, but just the energy, how it got so entwined and amplified. It's like, okay, you probably want to clear that out, you know, and this is like the life to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's starting and what you're sharing is so important that then it can bring us into a space of more intensity. But with that, it's like, it's because it's activating or coming to the surface. So you can purge it, clear it, release it. And there are a lot of different techniques to do that. Do you have any that you've tried that you feel are working or do you want some suggestions? (laughs) Okay. Share with us. You suggested journaling and (laughs) I'm like, I am not a writer. I think because of school and it's like, oh, you got to write again. But I remembered when I was young, I used to write about everything. And so that's exactly, I, I honored it by buying its own journal and I have been writing down everything, the whole roller coaster of my, my emotional state, because I'm like you had said, I'm going to feel up and I'm going to feel uplifted. And oh my God, girl, I have never felt my lights because you had said I have now cleared space for my own light to shine through and I'm like so this is me I am like a jester because I want to make everybody happy whenever there's you know any type of conflict I'm like okay how do I make myself look dumb or you know (laughs) let me (laughs) lighten up the mood and I've been so jovial and joyful and like playful I'm like, this is me at my essence. I I used to get, you know, glimmers of it. And now it's more me. But then I get so exhausted. <laughs> so mm. it's like, and then dealing with the the flow of 
old things coming up, you know, like you said, it's going to be coming in, but don't give it my attention because I don't want to attract and draw things back like the, the dark energy that had been released. And so um, the journaling is helping because then I'm going back and I'm like, oh, I was feeling really good. And then like four hours later, I'm like, oh, despair and darkness again, you know, so it's, mm. it's fun to, I don't think fun is the right word, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. It's really interesting. And it's, it's helping me feel more confident that I will be able to help others when they're going through the same similar maybe not similar, but you know, their own trials and tribulations. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is a journey. And that is part of the integration process too, are the highs and the lows. And I always feel like, okay, let's work through them. We'll enjoy the highs where we're there. And then in the low moments, let's, let's really work with this and try and find that equilibrium. You know, that's the goal for me. It's like, okay, try and find a, a equilibrium that slowly gets to a higher space Mm -hmm. because yeah, you're, you would feel all the light come in and then sometimes we just get tired and crash and it's like, Oh, but there's some energy still trying to leave. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) But if you have more techniques, please share. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, journaling for sure is a great one. And then singing and stretching exercise movement and dance and feeling the emotions if they need to come through. So for that, Breath work can really help stuck emotions and energy come out. Um, there's a modality called inner dance that I really like. It's using uh, like these playlists that are very, they're curated in a very scientific way that helps move energy through. And it kind of condenses some of the release and the healing work because it is pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Each session's an hour to two hours, depending, but that really helps. And, um, then they say self-care like that, relaxing, I'm getting spa visions, pampering. So sea salt bath, essential oil, tapping. So emotional freedom technique, EFT tapping that can help massage lymphatic drainage to move some more stuff out. Um, but I have forgotten what they were sharing for you was the journaling And that one I think is really nice because we just start opening. When I journal, sometimes I'm like, I don't know why I'm here and journaling. What needs to come through? And I'll just start with that. Even I just say what's on my mind, even, (laughs) and then it will start to come through. And by the end of it, it's like, oh goodness. Wow. I actually had a lot to put out on paper here. (laughs) So yeah. And you had mentioned the automatic writing aspect, which I had forgotten going back to Merlin that about five years ago, I just was like, let me try this automatic writing that I keep hearing about and try to blink my mind as best as I can. And I wrote Merlin down and I'm like, I was, I think I was putting it out there. Like if I have an ascended master that I work with, who would it be? And then I, so I had to take a photo y'all to send to Amy. Cause I'm <laughs> like, why is this Merlin haunting me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's so many aspects to it. Even now, as you share, I'm thinking, you know, it's like Merlin, you know, the magician, the magic, the alchemy, and what you were sharing earlier about the Ascended Masters and how it was high light magic, you know, and there's this attraction to it because it is pure and it's joyful and it's healing. And so it's just so funny that would make sense to me why, oh, okay. So also this um, soul family member, soulmate family friend member that took on the role as a jester, you know, he come in 
like dress up like Merlin. And I'm like, that's not the real Merlin. (laughs) (laughs) But it sure caught our attention, right? So a theme that you really, yeah, it's like, well, there is something there. Uh And with many, um, how do I want to say it? So with many archetypes and with many experiences and in my world, like different angels or beings, sometimes you'll have that trickster that's pretending to be them. And so you just really have to kind of with practice, understand what's going on. But I feel like the real Merlin is so high vibe, you know, really good energy. So yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't come in the way, like you had said, he wouldn't have come in the way that he did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He would have walked in with the archangels. (laughs) Yes. And that trickster energy, I'm like, that kind of is like, you know, how I remember in childhood. That's how the personality was very much like, okay, you know, here I am. Mm-hmm. So yeah. funny. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, that's another thing. You know, a lot of us uh, will have different lifetimes, but sometimes that we carry over the same or very similar personalities. So yes. what he has in this life and then in that life was um, showing through for you. So mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. And speaking on that, that's what one of the things that you had said, um, how I was in that lifetime. I'm like, yeah, that's totally me now. You know, like with the sense of sisterhood and um, it was, I was seeing more than what was, how do I say it? What the history books teach us. It was like, I guess I was seeing a little more of what was going on behind the scenes. And during mm-hmm. the Tudor dynasty, there was, you know, that's why we have the the splitting of the church and, you know, so he can get a divorce. And one of the things I asked was, oh God, was I a concubine? <laughs> we know a lot, um, which he reassured that even if I was different time, but it didn't look like I was. Um, but it was a very, um, I don't know if it was like an oppressed time, uh, but I was seeing more of what was behind the scenes. And I guess I was kind of there to help bring light to others, like put others mainly women at ease like okay just because this is what's going on doesn't mean we need to you know I guess fall in for it or get entrapped with it and I'm like Mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of me in this life right now I have my solid core group of girlfriends you know and um who I love dearly and I can't live without them and it's like yeah I think I am a little more the lighthearted one and like yeah let's not focus so much on this you know and let's um bring it in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think there are repeating patterns of behaviors and the, I guess our personality is kind of like, there's a little bit that stays the same is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it stays the same, even if we play the opposite role in, you know, like, um, a relationship. I'm not talking about gender, but I'm saying like maybe the antagonist or, you know, it, it can switch up and the teacher and the student, the parent, the child, any kind of role. Um, you can still feel a little bit of that. Sometimes I see those in sessions and readings and other times it's completely opposite. So there's so many opportunities for experiences and for growth but that is a part of when you see somebody and you're like, I know you, even without like even talking to them in depth, you're like, I know you because that's the soul, that's the essence. And um, so it was interesting because in the life with the court and him being a jester, you you saw beyond everything, but you also sensed a knowing and you knew who he was, which developed into 
a forbidden kind of love longing as the reading went on. Um, but before we get there, <laughs> what is next on the list? <laughs> like, so. Oh, a lot of water. A lot of water was coming up. And when you had asked me, um, what is my connection with water? And I'm like, okay, well, I live in Long Beach, California. So I don't know. It's like the only thing that comes up. And then you said, well, there's a lot of resistance, which I don't know why I didn't think of at the time. And I'm like, yeah. Now they're showing me, and I have a thought about this, but I'll let you kind of share first. Um, <laughs> we're flowing to the ocean. I'm seeing whales. Yeah, moreover than dolphins, I'm seeing whales and blue waves. So do you have a connection to the water in this life or the ocean? I, I was prepared for you to say even, no, I don't like the water. So, so there's something there in your energy but there's a resistance to it or more like, I'm just going to turn the other way and not see or look at that. So I'm wondering if something kind of tragic might've happened or, you know, in a life around water. So let me tune in for you. First of all, when you need solitude, your soul likes to float in the water and the ocean. I see all these little boats that you make for yourself in the astral realm, we'll call it, like in the other spaces of creation to just go and be. And you love talking to the whales. Um, you do these toning, like you sound like you're speaking with whale language. I don't know if you do toning and light language in this life, but you probably could. It's like, it's so natural. So I always hear, you know, more often mermaids and dolphins, you know, that kind of a thing, starfish or what have you. But <laughs> yeah, it's the whales and they have such a powerful healing energy as well. Um, so Michael and send dolphin, the angels are here and they're like, yeah, the whales can like put that sound frequency through and it just get, goes right to the bones and the root chakra and then vibrates up, you know, and can really open the heart space. Uh, so you have a connection with the whales. This is something they want to share with you. I'm actually seeing you listening to soundtracks of whales. So talking, maybe even incorporating that in some of your healing work in the future, um, like the background music and for hypnosis and stuff like that. Um, I'm getting so much information. So I didn't say it at the beginning, but one of the kings that I heard was Poseidon. So isn't that like the king of the ocean? <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, oh, now it's making sense. So when you were sharing that, I was tuning into the whales and then they started to show me actually Disney's Little Mermaid and the dad, right? I'm like, oh, okay, that's right. I heard that come through. Um, so then when you're asking about your throat chakra, I see a starfish, like a dried up starfish stuck in there. So it's energy. It represents energy but it has something to do with water time. Could be Lila Murray in life or another. So we can go in and move that easy. Yeah, they're, they're like, you can do that. And, and then like around it, accumulating at your clavicle was a lot of sand. So there's also some stuff here that will clear out. Um, in the physical world, toning will help you to bring it back online. You know, we'll release that, but then it will help you to prime it and bring it back online. Um, drink some teas and if you feel like you need to keep clearing it you can gargle with salt water 
Isn't that so funny? Because I'm like, sea salt. Okay. So the salt water to help clear it in the physical world. And um, yeah, we'll work with that today. So that'll be really nice. So I just felt the energy shift around my crown. So one second, there's like a new frequency. Hi, I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. I'm popping on real quick to ask if you could please leave a five-star review or a thumbs up on whatever app you are tuning in on. Thank you so much. Your support really means a lot. I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. watching um so okay so your energy is not fully aligned and they just showed me that because I felt it so it's kind of like a, a Jenga puzzle where like all the pieces can but it's all leaning to one side <laughs> but I'm not getting a clear answer for you yet so when I work with you we'll see what they say so yeah we'll do some energy work today um Two more things. I see energy at the front of you that we need to pull off and a little bit at the back that's related to a somewhat oppression vibration from other life of a lot of forceful energy coming at you. And you did such a good job of like maintaining your own and not letting the rules or the regulations or the surroundings damper your spirit and push you down. But there's a faint layer still there so I want to pull that off mm -hmm. yeah you know it's like oh I can still walk forward but now I'm carrying all this weight with me or I can't see clearly so it didn't stop you but it's not helping yeah <laughs> we'll clear that out for sure and then we're going to do some energy work along your scalp like they want to massage and open up um, just kind of open up a little bit more all of the minor points of light that are part of the crown chakra and surrounding like the little tiny little chakras we have so we'll be doing that and then you're holding a lot of water in you um, in your energy but it's not the best kind of water they're actually showing me a ship um pirate ship like you're a pirate i think you were a pirate okay and there's a plug at your root chakra where you're holding some of this energy from that and I just saw them pull the cork out and all the water drain. So you're holding on to some energy from another life where you were out to sea all the time. Like that's how you were and you lived. Um, you got, you, you, you were old. Like you lived a long life. <laughs> um, and, and like by the end of it, you know, you weren't feeling at your best like we do. Um, we get old and our body changes, but you were still living at sea. So I think you were just like so tired. Um, I, I keep like asking them, is that for real? This? So I see you like three times. You fell off the ship and drowned. Mm -hmm. It's definitely um, connected in that it's adding to it. Yeah. Um, so these are some emotions, energy, thought patterns there's actually some programming about you know not to the fullest extent but some somewhere along the lines of life is a struggle we have to work day and night if I can take 
man, it's so good if I can get 10 minutes to just sit and rest, that kind of thing. You were always on the go because you had to be. Um, and you enjoyed little things, but in that life, like uh, you didn't have a family really, you know, it was work, the whole thing, but you would meet people and see familiar faces and that kind of thing and your shipmates. Um, I called you a pirate, but it's not like, how we think of a pirate. I mean, you're a seaman, we'll say. Like you have on the whole outfit. I don't think you were out, you know, <laughs> pirating other ships. Um, <laughs> but this is what it looks like. And I even feel like you had a limp at the end. Not a peg leg, but you had a limp. <laughs> yeah, so so you had a life out to sea. And um, and I'm just watching. You just got really old and you you just fell overboard one day. You lost your balance and you were old and stumbling anyways and you just fell over and you're like, okay, bye. <laughs> like you just look up and fall down. You're like, well, like, I don't know what's supposed to happen next, but okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you kind of just drowned, but you released from the body before you drowned. You looked just kind of like, okay, this is the end. Let's go but you had lived a great life. So the emotions can come up from it, but what they're really saying, um, that so all that energy stuck in your energy field, in a sense, was like water that have filled the bottle all the way up. So there wasn't room for a lot of emotions to move around. Maybe that's kind of how you feel now. But after that, is coming out today, you, you might be more emotional as a little bit more clears, and then there'd be options and opportunities for more emotions to move around. So it would just be about a period of time before you can regulate it and it'll help you, you know, this is going to help you actually to let go of the past so that your energy can be more uh, malleable and move and flow with what's going on in this life. Yeah, and it's our it's it's going. It's already starting. I'm seeing it. The water's already draining. So when we're working, I'll just go in and make sure that all the emotions release. And the significant another significant part to this is that the cork was at your root chakra. And so you you might feel all kinds of energy flow down out your out your legs and between your legs, but um it was there and that root chakra is a space that deals with past lives. So it wouldn't only affect that life or what's going on here, but this release and cleansing can help release energies and emotions from other lifetimes too. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be more than just this because it was really holding everything with this plug kind of in place. So now there's going to be more movement. So for the next three to six months, they're actually saying... Um, past lives are going to come up for you and you're going to recognize it, but then it will clear really easily. So for you and for listeners, like if you're driving in your car, listening to the music and you feel a song and then it brings you to this emotion or a flashback, you're like, Whoa, what was that? Did I see this movie somewhere? You know, or was this a story or a dream? It was probably your past life. And so just accessing it like that is it's, it's clearing and you recognized it on its way out. So you can do regressions and meditations and all this, but it's going to start happening naturally too. So 
if you get a funny, not like not funny in a funny way, but like funny in a different way, like, oh, I'm doing what I do every morning, getting ready, but all of a sudden I feel something that's this like interesting energy, know that it could be the past life energies healing, coming like healing where you're feeling more of your your wholeness come in, like your light, where you have healed another reality, because we're doing work today, so you might notice in the weeks coming up that you start to feel more and more like yourself. And this can be a self of you that you never met in this life. Like, you know, you could feel a hundred percent right now and then you'll get some more of your light and you're like, oh my gosh, what? There's even a way that I can feel even more of me. So there's that. Yeah. I'm excited for you too. Then there's also the other part that if you feel like an emotion of sadness or grief or longingness, that could be something leaving you that you were holding on from another lifetime. I do get a vision of your lover, your soulmate disappeared, like went out to sea maybe or went to war. You were always like worried about him and they never came back. So there's that energy of worry and miss you and sorrow that specific emotion can come up for you. Um, but now that they're bringing it through, maybe we can just clear it today. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. So, um, but for listeners too, like if anybody really resonates with this and I would say, oh, you found the episode, you know, it's confirmation for a reason. My husband is a cancer crab. He loves the water. He, If he could be there all the time, he would be. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's sand in places that you don't want. And just like, I don't want to be in the water. And then you had said, but your soul at a soul level, you love. That's how you, you know, like um, reconnect with yourself in the solitude of the water. And I'm thinking about after and I'm like, yeah, I do. I'll get my, my, uh, my paddle board and I'll just lay on it and just go adrift you know, mm -hmm. in the harbor by myself when we do go. And I love it. And then I started thinking my first conscious dream in this life, I was three years old and I was swimming in the depths of the ocean and Dougie Hauser was swimming after me. <laughs> and I just remember I was naked and I'm like, okay, I can't let him get to me. He's trying to get to me. I was telling this to my husband and I'm joking. And I'm like, well, thank God he's gay. Um, but <laughs> So my first conscious dream, I'm swimming in the depths of the ocean at least once or twice a week. I have the same reoccurring dream where I am standing above water, but it's dark water. And I see the whales. I see the figures of the whales. And most of the time I'm, I'm fearful. I'm like, oh God, you know, I was always interpreting it as water equates emotions. I am a little more of a, uh, um, I don't want to say emotionally resilient, but I am not one to display my emotions. And so I took it as like, Ooh, I got a lot of suppressed stuff, you know, mm. deep, dark water. The whales are symbolic of, this is how I would interpret it at least of, you know, the things that are lurking that I don't want to face. But then you're like, Oh, you, you like communicate with the whales. There were whales coming up and, and the toning. So I did check on YouTube whale toning. And I'm like, why have I not come across this? <laughs> this is like flowing through me on a whole nother level. And then I found this pendant, this 
pure silver pendant that was given to me when I was, I think, seven. And it's a whale. It's an orca. I'm like, maybe there is a, I think there is a connection here. And I had mentioned uh, Lemuria when you said, is, do you have some type of connection with the water? And I'm like, well, you know, a lot of people connect with, um, what's the other one? The one that starts with Atlantis. And I'm always like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Lemuria to me is where it is. It's not Atlantis. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought, well, maybe it's, you know, Lemuria coming up and I've seen a life at the end of Lemuria. And so now I'm seeing more of the connection with the whales where at first I'm like water whales, Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) more of a resistance there. But it's um, I think we are not aware as much as we could be about things that on a soul level that we're connected to. And just because we have resistance in this life doesn't necessarily mean that there's not a connection. And then you went into how that resistance could be because I fell overboard three times and drowned. Mm -hmm. You would think I would have learned the first two times, um, which got me in like a Jenga puzzle. uh, I was leaning to one side more than anything else. He called me a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, you weren't pirating. (laughs) Uh, hopefully I was a strikingly handsome Viking man Uh, (laughs) I think I only got to see the end of the life (laughs) you were older (laughs) you like couldn't keep your balance and you fell over (laughs) yeah that's what you said (laughs) there's a lot of water that was coming up (laughs) yes that's right that's right Yeah. So now that it's given, sometimes we just get the message with past life healing um, readings and healing sessions. And it's like, oh, okay. Even after like a little bit of time to process it, now it makes sense. And then all of a sudden this energy, the resistance or like tight and like it would be fear in a sense, like Mm -hmm. constricting can just breathe. It's a subconscious thing on a nervous system level where it's like, oh, oh my gosh, I feel so light now. I don't need to be worried about that because subconsciously we might still be carrying that fear. And then our body's like, Hey girl, guess what? That already happened. Other lifetime. You're not a pirate in this life. It's all good. (laughs) I was a good friend if I was. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I think you were, you were just a seaman, you know, like I said pirate because I first saw this big ship and I saw you working on the deck. And then as I started looking in more, I'm like, well, you were a good, like, you really weren't an, an authentic pirate, but yeah. <laughs> and then you had mentioned that I would take lives on like that to kind of give myself a break mm-hmm. from um, what I'm here for. And also I think for a break from this whole dynamic with this jester individual, because all of from what I've seen and then from what you were saying it's like all of our incarnations together has just been turmoil this tango dance of forbidden you know love and for longing and sorrow and just let's put an end to it and I I would take these breaks and I think that now you help me realize I again going with you help me realize things that I'm like oh that's what I could call it or that's what what's going on because I think I found a good balance where I love my solitude, but I also get energized being around others. And I have such a deep yearning for wanting to help people heal. And, um, and so I, 
I found that balance. I'm like, maybe I don't need to come back as like a seaman and, you know, live in solitude in the ocean and then eventually fall overboard. Maybe <laughs> find that balance and have it both. And thanks to you, y'all, I have like years worth of psychotherapy condensed into one session with Amy. So if anybody has any issues where they're like traditional therapy is not helping me and this isn't helping me seek out Amy because everything will get cleared out that needs to be cleared out. And you helped me realize in the end, as I'm re-listening to prepare for today, I think everything is going the way it should because this life was put in place Again, all the numbers, all the signs, all the synchronicities that were there is like, hey, focus on this. Do the work over here. And I think it's so that I can no longer do this back and forth tango dance of misery in future lives. Maybe we could have a life together where we're finally at peace and we Mm -hmm. can, you know, have what all this romanticized twin flame, you know, stuff is online. But this life is like, okay, let's. Let's take a break from that. So um, so let's flow into the healing space. So I invite you to just relax and um, I'll work. We'll probably work somewhat quietly, but if something does come up and you're like, oh, I need to ask her or I'll forget, then go for it. Like I'm here. And, and then if not, like we can chat about everything uh, at the end of the healing work. And then for listeners, I will put some music over and shorten the time. So we could take like 10, 15, 20 minutes. I mean, I don't know how long it will be, but we could shorten that down to five or 10 seconds. So everybody knows there's a lot, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. <laughs> yes. So, okay, hun, go ahead and relax and Wow, we have a few different lifetimes to really bring some light around today. So yeah, it's all good though. It's going to provide so much room for a healthy growth kind of expansion and also that wisdom to come in to be with you in this life. So just to share, I guess every now and then I'll check in because I'm seeing stuff. Um, We're first starting in the scene where you are in the court um, with the jester and there's an energy like a shield or a sheet of energy between you and the energy just came in to dissolve that. So that barrier between you, that life is done. So if you know this person in this life and you always kind of felt like maybe there was a a barrier or a standoffishness like is it appropriate or safe to get close kind of a thing that's going to be released now this will be related to whatever came over from the past life I don't know your relationship with them in this life so obviously you know you're going to maintain the proper boundaries in this life for whatever that relationship is but you're going to notice a more relaxed demeanor and way in your energy around being around them yeah okay (laughs) yeah okay here we go okay how are you feeling okay good 
Good. <laughs> so we had some stuff happen. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, are we sharing this on the podcast? So we are, unless you share with me later, you'd rather not. The energy came in and it was so strong and so beautiful. You know how I start and just let it flow in. And they brought me right to that scene that I was telling you about with the jester and you in the, in the court. And, um, every time I see that vision, you're always standing on this side with everyone and the women, and then he's over here and, um, lots of people around. And then when we started working, they showed that barrier and they pulled it out and crumbled it down. And then I saw you two as the souls that we are, you know, the high space of soul reality come together and hug. And you're like, oh my gosh, hi. And you're like so excited. You know, you know each other. You're just playing roles in this life. And the way that you were in society, you know, it wasn't like you really could ever have a conversation. You really couldn't have a conversation. It would just be so weird. You know, they'd be like, why are you talking to each other? <laughs> like it was below your status kind of a thing. And, um, yeah, like forbidden. Okay. And that's a really good word for where we're going. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was then the scene, I saw you at night sleeping and I saw him at night thinking of you in that life and it got really sexual and it was like his energy came to you in a sexual way and you were experiencing it. But the, the part of that that was impure was that it was like dark magic energy. So in that life, um, maybe you did feel that attraction and attention, like tension and awareness. You guys all, like you locked eyes, but you didn't ever come together and talk, right? Um, that I saw. So it felt very forbidden, but there was that, like, I know you. And he was like, I know you too. So the two of you had that, but in that life, the reality, who he worked with, the field that he worked with, the awareness of energy was different. And he had kind of started to open up things that brought in some dark energy. So when he was attracted to you, just between the two of you, okay. But there was an other frequency around and so that's probably where you were feeling like everything around the staticky because it took quite a while and we cleared it all off of him and away from you too. It was like a third party that was in those dreams, we'll call them, but it's energy. So even though you weren't together in the physical, it looks like he visited you at night in that life. You would have dreams of him. You would dream about him, but there would be this other energy there, right? So we cleared that and it took a little bit of time and a lot of light coming in, but it's gone and it released. And as I'm doing that, I was like, whoa, this is a lot. Like, this is more than what we talked about. I wonder how you are. And then I started thinking, we have that starfish to take care of in the water. And the, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, well, then it like they're like, no, no, no. They're like, that's minor. So they flicked the starfish out and started clearing everything as I'm working with this dark energy. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So you got everything we talked about. And the way that you were tipped was when you fell into the water. It was like your energy, how you fell and landed. And so that, that got realigned. 
Um, but everything is really calm now and that energy is released. And um, they want to talk about this from a high level space. We can all have experiences and find ourselves in these spaces where we're like, oh gosh, there's a frequency around that I wish wasn't around. And those types of frequencies can be tricky, like how the beginning and can just sneak on in. Like in that life, he wasn't trying to do anything uh, malicious or he really didn't realize that he'd opened the door to darker. He just didn't really even know what it was, but he opened a door and some stuff came in. So he was accessing some kind of dark magic to connect with you in that life and have these uh, sexual affairs with you when you were in the palace grounds. So, um, and he would think about you when you weren't there. Now the longing and the connection was because you both knew each other. So that, you know, it is what it is. It's like you guys have a soul connection. Like that was like your soulmate, right? But in that life, you couldn't be together. So kind of like a repeat because I am hearing a forbidden love affair of sorts. That's what it feels like where you are attracted, but you, for whatever reason, can't or you're not together. Um, and it's, this all sounds to be exactly connected, but let me double check. Okay, and so do the initials A-J mean anything? A-J? Oh my God, y'all. She said, what does the initials A-J mean? And I'm like, well, let's be a little more specific. I have a son named A-J and my husband's initials are A and a J. So that couldn't be <laughs> any more like dead on. And it was my husband coming in as a knight in shining armor saying, this is enough. Like, no more. <laughs> like, give it a break. Okay. Because I kept hearing A-J, A-J, A-J. Okay, so that, that energy's here. So one moment. So AJ, the husband, came through where he shows me the scene where he's a knight in shining armor and he's standing really tall and he puts his staff down or whatever he's holding, his sword, and he's like, I don't think so. <laughs> he's like, this is enough. Like, this guy, um, you guys had an attraction, you've had love affairs, you've been together many lives, but what you need to learn or what he needs to learn is that appropriateness of when you're off limits. So it feels like this life is a life that needs to be, and that's why it presented itself and it's playing out where you were both like, look, we're going to do it right this time. So yeah, it's the same energy coming through and how you work with it will be up to you. And it sounds like you've already done that. Hold on. There's a huge release coming. You can just, you might feel it, but one sec it's coming through. Okay. The energy between you will settle because it was infiltrated by that dark magic. So it's gone. Mm -hmm. Cause I remember pulling it off of you when I was working Gosh, there was like so much happening all at once because I was <laughs> I was getting all that information and the energy was coming in. And then I did see that clear. And at the same time, like shortly after, I was like, wow, we're going someplace. This is great. You need this. But what about the starfish? <laughs>
So that forbidden love affair and that connection to it, if y'all ever connect again in the future, it'll be clearer and cleaner and it feels like it might be brother sister. So there's not that sexual attraction. I feel like that sexual attraction was a little bit of that darker energy. Um, Not to discount anything in this life, but it would be like kind of a whisper in the ear instigate it because it was allowing him to have something in this life he couldn't have in the past, which is the physical interaction. Mm -hmm. I agree. I was getting as I was working with you and clearing it that you had such a bright light that that energy was also attracted to it and wanted to see if it could overpower you, which it did not. It didn't succeed, but you still felt the energy still was lingering, right? So it being cleared now and to speak to, you know, thoughts create reality, yes, but also how do we psychically tune into things? Sometimes it comes in a thought. So sometimes our thoughts, especially if they won't stop, it's actually us tuning into something that's there. You know, we're not creating it. We are observing what is there. A lot of people will speak and write and do a ceremony or a ritual and say, you have no power over me anymore. They speak to that energy and have it go. If you're like, why does this keep coming around? It's not me. Then you do techniques to clear it out, disconnect it, release it. I'm I'm also happy that you're open to have the full discussion here because I was like, okay, well, wow, all right. I think this is probably the more most intense that I've filmed for the podcast in that way. But it is what it is, and this is the truth. A lot of people are encountering things right now that are confusing or could feel like a dark influence, and um, it's not you or them or the person. It's something around So just understanding it is what can help it to, you know, like how do we work with it at that point? Um, But yeah, so it's gone and to all of the listeners and so you are aware too, who was helping me were all the archangels. That's all the light that was coming in. If you watch the replay and my hands were going like this, I'm pushing it off of you. I went to the scene where you were in the bed and all this stuff was happening what I, oh yeah, wrote down darkness, sexual energy, and pushed it off. And also, by the way, his soul energy was with you having relations and it stayed because it was pure. But the darkness was pushed off the both of you. So, and then through time and space, it helped him to release it too. So I would definitely assume that in this life, he's going to notice a release. Mm-hmm. so glad that you were able to get rid of all that was lingering and attached to me because let me tell you I've worked with other healers and one thing that one of the things that sets you apart is that you're professional but you're human and I believe that you treat all of the people you see all your clients as you give them the respect that they deserve as being human and you come in as your true self not as like I am this professional and I am higher than you, you know, not like discrediting other therapists and um, those that I have worked with. I'm not going to name any names, but they didn't get to the root of my, of what is going on when I would, you know, come in, in a dark place, you know, dark night of the soul, Mm -hmm. everything that um, you can think of. And I'm like, 
why is there this attraction? Why is this happening? Why are the numbers there? Why are my both of my kids, you know, let alone one, I have two. And they're just like, oh, because you have like lives together and it's just muddy and you don't want to get into it. But you went in in such a loving and caring place like, oh, no, <laughs> let's put an end to this now and let's clear out what needs to be cleared. But the way that you approach it is so like um, you see us as humans that are going through uh, what is the term where spiritual beings going through a human experience? Experience, oh yeah yeah, right? yeah. And you really honor that and you bring such like just so much respect to everyone that you work with I'm, I'm talking as if I've been in every session that you've had um, <laughs> the way you were with me I know and as I've heard on the podcast like you put the professionalism aside and you you hold space as another person and equal with an understanding and that love and it like it just makes everything so much better than just like okay I'm a professional healer and um this is what we're gonna do and you know what I mean like you mm -hmm. just you do it so much more authentically and caring mm -hmm. and lovingly and I appreciate that and I I all these years of um questioning and wanting to know why this why that you literally put in a little nutshell and presented it like here you go this is what is happening and you know <laughs> I like I literally got years worth of psychotherapy in 90 minutes and <laughs> I couldn't wow. be happier <laughs> oh my goodness you're so welcome yes I'm getting so many messages it's like I'm, I'm really grateful for you sharing this like insight and feedback. Cause I try, I, you know, originally when I first was like, okay, I'm going to get on social and you know, you kind of go through stages of how you show yourself and what's the best way to connect with people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, when clients call me, I'm like, they're going through, like I went through a lot in life. Everybody goes through a lot. Mm -hmm. Let's not downplay it. You know, we're all human stuff mm -hmm. happens. So I always just try to be there having all of my professional knowledge, theories, expertise there for me. But first and foremost, we're souls, we're beings, humans speaking with one another, and it can get shadowy and confusing and heavy. So I'm so happy to be able to shine light on that and help pull us out. I know that energy can really... Um, it can just really make the full difference of the day. Everything on paper can be the exact same, but if something's off energetically, you have a completely different outlook on life, mm -hmm. a completely different frequency that you're in a completely different reality and day. So I'm really grateful that I could help you for sure, because this was huge. And when you were sharing about the angel numbers or the numerology, the numbers with the birth dates, sounds like you were sharing that the other people could feel some of the heaviness in it, mm -hmm. which we got to partway through the session. And I was like, I'm doing my job. We're going to take care of this. And then I was like, okay, Jenny, are we going to share this on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> which I was a little hesitant at first because I did not plan for any of this to come out, but I'm like, you know what? I'm sure I'm not the only person in this world going mm -hmm. through this and this will help if it only helps one person. I'm happy. 
Yeah, I'm I'm positive that it will. I I get a lot of feedback from people, you know, and some so the podcast has been going for about a year now and I'll have listeners, even friends are like, "Hey, I missed an episode or for whatever reason I was guided to go." I think you shared that with me that mm-hmm. you like would go back to an older episode and it's just like yeah. I'm getting that's exactly what I needed that day in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so I know that it's going to help people connect some dots within their own life patterns and to look at it a little bit different. You know, I think that most of it, when we come to past life traumas, um, actually anything kind of spiritually in that spiritual space, because it can also be ancestral and other things. But for me, it's getting the clarity. It's like, if I can see what actually is happening, then I'm going to understand the emotions. I'm going to understand my aversion to this person. I'm going to understand why I cry all of a sudden and nobody else is crying about something they think is so silly. But to me, it touched my soul like lifetime after lifetime or, you know, something in that way. So I'm really grateful. So thank you. And thank you for sharing the depth of everything that came through. And the best part about this is when you were doing the healing and you're like, okay, but what about the starfish? And you're like, that the guys are like, oh, like forget the starfish, and they just flick it away. <laughs> like we got deeper, <laughs> darker things to deal with. <laughs> yes, yes. I think I went into the healing, and I was like, okay, we're gonna work with this and that, and then this whole scene unfolded, which I shared for you, and it took a heavier tone. Like I feel like I'm watching a movie, you know. So all of a sudden, the lighting changes. It's a little bit dimmer. Um, I wasn't scared at all. And I think that's one thing very important as a practitioner. We cannot go into that space. That's like, not. we want to be very neutral. Um, but I was watching it and I was super confused at first by what I was seeing. The energy, like you were having a spiritual energetic encounter with this jester being in, we'll call the astral realm or the energy space while you were at the castle sleeping at night and it was, I was watching it and I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I saw some other, like a third party energy involved and that's what we cleared. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was like, am I going to share this at this level? Like right now, or should I tell her after? And then, so right when we got back on, I said, how are you feeling? And do you remember what you shared with me? Yeah. So What I didn't say is that in the beginning, when you were starting, I had such a deep sense of fear Mm. and I've had, you know, um, bouts of like panic attacks in the, in the past. Now I'm in control. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm feeling anxiety. Like, I feel like I'm about to have a, like one giant panic attack, not the best time to have this happen to me. And I had this fear. And then I, it went into like staticky, my head felt staticky distortion, like back in the days when the TV would go out and it was just like black and, you know, like on the movie Poltergeist, you know, right before the little girl gets sucked into the TV. That's the only way I could describe how my head felt. And it only lasted for like, not even a full minute. And then it just kind of went away. And then I felt like calm and peaceful. And I'm like, wow, I just went like a whole you know, 180 on <laughs> how I'm feeling totally oblivious to, I thought you're like working on the starfish and I'm like, Dude, <laughs> why is this so intense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So when we are really sensitive to spiritual energy and something that's off, you know, we can get this like anxious kind of feeling like something's off, but we don't know what. I feel like with you sharing this now that you were sensing that coming and this was a dark, darker energy, like dark magic. And, um, what we later spoke about was that I got the sense that he had stumbled into because of the line of work, maybe Mm -hmm. um, a fascination with magic that something got opened. And I don't know if it got opened in that life or one prior, but Mm -hmm. it was around in that life where there was another entity like there with him potentially showing him how to astral travel, he would come into your room at night mm-hmm. and you would have these dreams, which were confusing. It looked like because you knew him. So part of you felt comfortable. You knew what was happening. You're having a sexual relationship, but at the same time, there was something really off about it. And then I feel like in the day that feeling of something is off, you might have just attributed it to, I'm a married woman. Why am I having fantasies about the jester in the court? Like how inappropriate is that? But the actual energy that you were feeling that was uncomfortable was way deeper than that because mm. it was this darker magic that was involved. And that's what we cleared in your session. And I went really Oh, I would say like really deep, like I go into this deep, deep, deep meditation state mm-hmm. and the light comes in, just all this intensity, Archangel Michael, Metatron, everyone comes through and we separate it from you and what they're sharing now, which I can't recall if it came through that day, but that frequency also could travel to ra- to be around you in this life because of that interaction. Uh-huh. So that also might be, if you ever look back to thoughts with this person in this life, if something felt kind of, yeah, like a little heavier or like, Hey, whoa, (laughs) this looks really pretty on the surface. Mm -hmm. There's something deeper and not so like, I'm not vibing with that. It doesn't feel light of the light. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we did, um, how do I want to say it? We detached any connection that that would have to you in this life Mm -hmm. in the session. And I think that's when the staticky was happening Cause that, you know, Hollywood (laughs) get their ideas from somewhere based in truth, but then they like, you know, make it even more scary. But yes, I think when we were clearing that out is probably when you had that staticky sensation where I was releasing it, actually extracting it out of your system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had also mentioned that, you know, it was, it was still pure in this life that after you cleared it, you then saw us like at a soul, higher soul level merging, like, oh, okay, now, you know, the barrier is gone. And now like they're still at purity and that's how it is now, you know, cause we were kids when we were together and it was so pure. And I, even to this day, um, you know, we don't have contact, like he's there, but we don't, we're not in communication right now, but it's still pure. And I feel that more thanks to you it's not such like an intense forbidden attraction. It's more like a calm, like, okay, I see the, the lightheartedness, the purity of it. And like you had mentioned, it would probably be more like a brother sister type of relationship moving forward. If we were to get back into um, communication 
And there's still remnants. Like, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like, you know, I'm going to be very candid. Um, I'm still going through the process. I'm only a week out, you know? So I'm like, oh, how's it going to be in like a month? That's when I really want to see how I am in a month when, you know, how it takes old habits to die. Like it's about a month. So I'm like, I'm really looking forward to the summer. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Letting it all clear out. And you're right. So it was so pure. And I think that was also, there's a feeling like this, this feeling of sorrow in a sense, and then relief, because it's like, that's what you saw the light, but then he got tangled in and kind of brought another energy around. So yeah, you may or may have not felt it. I don't know at any point in time in this life, but it was almost like it was still there, but it was very quiet. Yeah. Like so, a whisper. That's how you said it. You said it was oh. a whisper. Yeah. And that again, you put words to things. I'm like, Oh, that's what I'm experiencing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was so nice to be able to um, get it all cleared out and then share things with you. And then I remember I was like, wow, we got so many things spot on having been our first time talking your guides just brought us right there. Like, I think, you know, your guides, my guides, spirit, (laughs) all of us, everyone was here showing up. Like it's time you were ready. And this is a life for it to get all of this energy, you know, cleansed and separate what doesn't need to be there and let you live your life in a very peaceful, clear way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you for saying that because I had in my journal, I had written down, two days ago, exactly what you just said. And I'm like, this is validation for listeners that when we are going through times of distress, turmoil, conflict, challenges, whatever, and we're talking to ourselves, you know, but really we're like asking, can someone help me? Please listen to me and like guide me. They're listening. They are there and they are listening and they are there to help, you know, we still make our choices freedom to choose, but they are there. Cause I came into this, like expecting starfish to be cleared out and like, you know, some other weird, random minor thing. And it was like, no, they, they knew this has been causing me a lot of distress. So they're like, here you go wrapped up in a nice little package called Amy. And we're going to clear this out and take care of it. So they are listening, (laughs) whatever the issue is, they are listening. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot, like very much. Um, And I want to thank everybody for joining us today. I hope that you were inspired and that you could feel the joy coming through and even on like somewhat of a heavier topic, but this is life. There's the contrasting vibrations and I just keep feeling like at a soul level We just keep flowing forward and we're making our way into a space that is more peaceful, unification, that light surrounding. And so I want to thank you for joining the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast today. And we'll be back again next Friday with another episode of a guest healing session. See you all then.
Hi, this is Amy, and I just want to remind you of our new membership, SoulWise LA. This is an opportunity that Layla and I have put together to help community members discover more about their energy, working with their energy in a way that helps assist them through the everyday experiences and helps to align them with their life path and mission, which a big part of for myself is to feel confident, to feel present, at peace, healthy, and able to support the mission at hand. So this opportunity is for people that might feel that they're new to spirituality or to energy work or those who have been in it for some time. We offer monthly master classes, two live gatherings, and every other month we will be sharing either a message from the Council of Light channeled through myself or a message from the Akashic Records from Layla. And then we have meditations and PDF downloads and other offerings that we will be providing as the year goes on. This is an opportunity where you can sign up before June 14 at $37 a month. So a really good price to help you set your space and get into the new alignment. The membership is offered on a month to month basis, and we will not be offering a lower price. So doors close June 14, and I would love for you to join us. If you go to soulwisela.com, you can check out all that we have to offer and send me a message, a DM or email if you have any questions. Our next live will be on Tuesday, and when you join, you have automatic access to the masterclass and the PDFs and the meditations, plus our community forum. So I would love to see you in the forum and get to know you more. And I look forward to the opportunity if this is something that aligns with you. See you all again soon. And I hope you continue to enjoy the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. <music>